Uh, Cousin Jared, it was a weird Wednesday. We had a lot of extra inning games. Yeah. And a, a rain out of our play of the day. Yep. Uh, which for most people is a push. Not every book operates that way. Um, got extra inning with the Mariners. Uh, who just decided not to hit for the first like eight innings, which was kind of a, a strange decision on their part. Um, mm-hmm. Got a got a got a no action on uh, the Blue Jays with Flaherty being scratched, who might now pitch Thursday, but might not. I have no idea uh, <laughs> what's going on with that. Um, just a weird day all the, the way around. The, the Rays won our the first five play and then promptly gave up a lot of runs. It looked like we were dead in the water on their full game, and then they came back and won an extras. Um, so yeah, yes. just your day all around. Yeah, we got the, yeah we got that first five uh, A grade, which is nice. Uh, Dodgers' first five A grade was looking great. Uh, we were almost at the finish line. I say almost, probably not really that close. You know, like the third inning, but uh, you know whatever. They had, they had a nice little lead. Um, just a weird day. Uh, you know, overall we're uh, you know still looking profitable this week, uh, which is which is always good. Uh, yeah. We got a split slate on Thursday. About half the games of the day. Half the games at night. Somehow we have no day game stuck, but there aren't a ton of lines out there right now. Some of the games don't have confirmed starting pitchers. Um, so there's some spotty lines out there. Uh, we're going to cover some of the night games here for Thursday. That way, if you're not watching early in the day, you haven't missed out. Uh, and we'll get that rolling with the Rangers and the Twins. Two offenses that grayed out really well, but you know haven't always looked good. And that's an interesting thing here uh, cousin Jared, I, I don't know if it's is it just me or is is maybe my understanding of the average offense in baseball higher than actual than it actually is because it feels like the, the teams that get this 105 type grade 108 type grade i feel like are kind of meh you know but yeah. but they're apparently better than average according to looking at all 30 teams maybe maybe my standards are just too high what, what do you think I think well with the twins specifically I think it's something to do with strikeouts and like, you know, I'm sure everybody loves this show, us talking about the Astros all the time. But it feels like, I don't know, like the Astros circa like 2000, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, where you had some some good hitters there. And on the whole, they did well. But then it was like every time there were runners on base, you knew somebody was going to come up and strike out. I mean, mm-hmm. Chris Carter, I mean, how many times did he strike out with, with guys on base uh, and then hit a solo home run? Uh, the next yeah. time up. So anyway, with, with the twins specifically, I think it's something to do with like the overall stats are good, but man, the strikeouts just feel like they come uh, in bunches and at the wrong times. It really does. And in theory, right, that balances out. But if you're a twins fan, I'm sure you're frustrated yeah. with this yeah. team thinking that they should be doing better than they are, especially when you look at the metrics, the Rangers, uh, I think six losses in a row now, uh, which is, you know, mm-hmm. destroyed our hearts as Astros fans. Uh, you know, that's not going to last, right? They, they played, way over their heads for the first part of August. Now that's kind of coming back down to earth. If you look at their overall August, it's been a pretty good August. It's just for them, but literally all or nothing, Uh, you you know, a caution to people who are looking at this saying the Rangers are cold. They were blazing hot. And how do you know when a team's going to flip around? There's just so much random variability. It is so much stronger than our brains want to understand. So I'm always talking about that I think that holds true with this Rangers team. Andrew Heaney versus Pablo Lopez. Model loves Pablo Lopez. It kind of really always has, um, you know, pretty good rating there. 351 ERA. Underlying metrics, both FIP and XFIP say it should be a little bit better than that. Uh, Heaney, pretty run-of-the-mill average. Uh, 427 ERA. 
Uh, Fit and XFit both higher than that. Just kind of run of the mill. The, the interesting thing with Heaney, and we'll come back to this later, is the Rangers have seemed comfortable at times just letting him go a couple innings and then going to a, 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 kind of a bolt guy after that. Every once in a while, let him go five. Every once in a while, they'll just kind of open up a little bit. It, it, they've done some weird things with him. Um, it's been kind of peculiar. With regards to uh, the game, the Twins should be favored, of course. They have the massive starting pitching edge. And the offensive edge that the Rangers have is probably offset by the fact that the Twins' bullpen is a little bit better. Games, of course, in Minnesota. Model says they went 56% of the time. Right now, uh, you could get about a B grade on the Twins at minus 120. It's right at that threshold. It's technically on the rounding error downside of a C++++++ pick. Uh, at minus 120, that would be the B grade threshold. So it basically hits right there. If it does drop to minus 110, that would be an A grade pick. Uh, but instead, we are going to go with the over eight. It does have some juice to it, but the model thinks nine and a half runs. Because in general, we had a rule we weren't going to take overs uh, unless they were California, the Dome. And you know what? Rules are meant to be broken. That's, that's my motto, right? It's, it's, it's our show. We can do whatever we want to do. It's true. We can. Uh, the reason why we're taking this over, despite that rule, is this is not a wind aided over this is uh, the temperature we have a fairly decent idea of what's going to happen there's not really forecasted rain uh to affect the timing of this it's going to be a hot one in minnesota right now the wind is uh, forecasted to be blowing out slash across but only at five miles an hour so the weather adjustment that you're seeing comes from the heat not really the wind if the wind shifts to fully across that's only going to drop the projected total down a couple tenths of a run at most uh, because it's not very strong wind so this is one where i'm pretty confident the over is still going to be a play I said the exact same thing yesterday with Seattle and Chicago. We got over nine. By the time I, I ran things in the mid-morning, it was 10. And that's what what I was saying with that one was, this number's way too low. It doesn't mean it's going to hit. You never know exactly what's going to happen. Sports are unpredictable. Humans are unpredictable. But given the conditions, nine was really short. And sure enough, that's how everyone else saw it. And I thought, hey, we're just going to jump on this now. The weather's not going to change that much. And it's the same thing here. This is not a wind-aided over. This number's too low. It should be eight and a half at least probably nine. Nine is where I would really set this and just kind of say, hey, if you want to give me your money and think you're getting a push on nine, go for it. It could go either way. Model would lean over nine, but it would not be a very strong pick. But eight, I think it's just way too low in this one. Cousin Jared, tell us more. Yeah, so I'm just going to like list off the, the twins last, I don't know, however many times. I'm going to go until I don't feel like going anymore. Uh, the totals in game, total runs scored in games they have played against teams above 500. Okay. There we go. 15, 10, 3, 9, 15, 8, 13, 5. And then we're going to go back a month. Then we're going to go 15, 16, 7. There's a lot of double-digit games mm. in there. And I think the Rangers, I mentioned those were 500 teams. The Rangers have much better offenses than almost mm. every one of those teams listed. That was the, the Mariners, the Phillies, the, the Brewers, the Diamondbacks there. The Rangers have better uh, bat. Well, offenses bat, that you might say are okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, varying varying shades, right? You know, Diamondbacks yeah. maybe a little above average, right? Mariners maybe a little above average. We've got them. Phillies maybe a little bit above. Brewers yeah. below, right? So, I mean, yeah. you're talking about just some okay. None of those, you didn't hear the Astros in that. You didn't hear 
uh, Dodgers, Braves, the Dodgers, the Braves, <laughs> yeah. right? The, yeah, yeah. So, so when they're playing good teams, they have a tendency to give up some runs and, and score score uh, some runs. And so, I, I like this play as well. That's not even to mention, you know, the warm the warm weather there in Minnesota helping this. So it's somehow Minnesota playing in a park with like a two percent park factor, which I just feel like we don't think about because of its location. We just assume that that park plays pitcher friendly, but the reality is, is it doesn't. Yeah, it, it's surprising that it's actually, uh, you know, been slightly hitter friendly uh, here in the last, you know, year slash three years. Uh, the park factors that I use are some hybrid combination of what's happening this year and what's happened recently. We don't want to just be a prisoner of the moment, how things are playing up now. Uh, but of course, it's weighted heavier for parks who've made changes, uh, Detroit, you know, B- Baltimore, et cetera. Toronto, so without yeah. diving into the weeds, Detroit, yeah. Um, you've got a, a you know, a, a park that you, in the location you would think, yeah, very pitcher friendly weather but uh park's a little small um not a lot of foul ground in that park which is another Mm -hmm. thing that Mm -hmm. that helps it out because all those pop flies that could be outs are foul balls hitters get extra changes the the opposite Um, of the coliseum opposite the coliseum right which gets (laughs) all the cool which gets the cool weather as well but yeah yeah, just tons of foul ground uh city field right another one with a ton of foul ground uh that that helps out the rangers offense very cold right now absolutely Part of that is when you go back and look at who they face, they face some of the Brewers better pitchers. They just got through facing Zach Allen. I don't know if you've heard, he's kind of good, right? So I'm not really buying into this. Pablo Lopez is good. If Pablo Lopez shuts the Rangers out, that's not going to be the biggest surprise in the world, right? We're talking about a very good pitcher here. It's Mm -hmm. just the Rangers offense is good. The conditions are favorable to get some hits. And as we had with the Astros over recently, you got two teams with a chance to score the runs. It doesn't all have to be the one team uh, yep. or they have to be both of them, right? So there's just a good chance that we can get over it here. Expected value again, 9.5, so we're going over 8. And that will take us to our pitcher prop of the day. We're going to go very bold and take Andrew Heaney under 5.5 strikeouts against the Twins who strike out <sighs> all the time. But, mm-hmm. Cousin Jared, you can look at this. Uh Number one, we have a return of Outlier giving us the thumbs up on the plus expected value play. A lot of times the night before, I just don't think it's like into their system yet uh, mm-hmm. that it's plus expected value. It's late enough in the night, I guess. It's figured that out, and it shows here a plus expected value play for us. Part of that is the pricer, minus 122, uh, coming from, I believe, FanDuel. The other places that have it up Uh have it with a little more juice on it. So this is one I think is going to either drop the four and a half or I think that juice is going to skyrocket. So I've already given this out to the discord run. Don't walk lock in this price at minus minus one twenty two. Don't wait until it goes up anymore. Part of the value is that it's near 50, 50 on the odds, uh, but you can see he's gone under this number a lot. And yes, he is playing a team that strikes out a bunch, but this is the key here. And you mentioned it. Look at all those starts where he's gone three-ish innings. Uh, There's four times that he's gone three-something. Once he went two-something, once he went one-something. And the Rangers just seem very content pulling him early. It's very surprising that's not the way that you think of an old manager handling his ball club. Uh, But something about the lefty-righty bullpen thing, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but they're 100% 100% fine with pulling him early. If he gets, he's going to have to get the five innings realistically to get to that six strikeout. If he goes five, he probably can. He, he's got a good chance to get to six with the way the twins strike out. Uh, but I'm not sure he gets to five. And, and, and at that point, if he gets to five, it's in play. We got a chance 
I'm not loving it, but we might win. But if he doesn't get five, he's going to have a real hard time getting there. This is one of those plus expected value plays that I think is uh, sometimes uncomfortable. Sometimes the uncomfortable plays are good. Uh, and I might draw your attention to, we had an A grid pull in the Yankees, which was extremely uncomfortable. But I told yeah. the Discord, I said, look, I've learned if I try to outsmart the model and I try to outsmart the math, it doesn't work well in the long run. You just plug your nose and play it. Sure enough, the Yankees yeah. came through for us with a, with a huge win. And this is kind of one of those where it's like, you look at the Twins, it might be uncomfortable, but if he doesn't get a lot of innings, he can't get strikeouts. And that's kind of what we're banking on here with this prop. Cause Jared, what do you think? Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like sometimes we look at these pitcher props and I'm, I'm not a, a prop guy for the most part. And so, you know, a lot of times the first time I'm seeing it is that, you know, we discuss it before we come on show. And sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, I really like this. This is, you know, really something I can get behind this one. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, this is a stoppable force versus a movable object. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, will, we will see which one wins, but I tend to agree with you. Uh, the plays that seem like the worst ones are usually the ones, you know, most, most based in math, most based in statistics, like you said, uh, a probable positive outcome. And so, yeah, just plug your nose and play it. Yeah. And, and of course there's that difference between, uh, this feels like a terrible play and this feels like a terrible play, but the math is on our side, right? Cause yeah, those are two, right. sometimes you have just, it just feels like a terrible play and it's not about math, right? But it's like, when you look at the math, you're like, I hate this, but the math really says there's an edge. Like you said, sometimes it's better plays. It's just yeah. hard to make them. Uh, but again, the price here, just like with the sides and the totals, the numbers, the price, matters here i'm not playing this at minus 160 but minus 122 minus 130 something in that ballpark maybe up to about minus 140 probably about the limit that i would play this one as long as you're getting reasonable odds got a good chance to hit it and i don't think there's going to be quite as much value on his outs props simply because i think everyone knows there's a better chance that he doesn't go deep with the outs i think we're getting some value of the strikeouts because numbers are inflated because the twins but they're not quite considering uh, the correlation between innings and strikeouts uh, and how big that plays out. So yep. uh, that's our play here. We've been rolling with these player props. Hopefully we can continue to do that. And if you want to see all of the plus expected value plays that outlier provides outlier.bet slash professor, get you that seven day free trial. That sign up link is in the show description, which will take us to 8, 10 PM athletics and white Sox. Um, man, this game just stinks. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it does. I'm getting week zero college football vibes. It really is. It really is. Um, I don't know. Whatever, right? Like the, the weather's going to be nice. It's not going to be really hot in Chicago. It'll be mid-70s. Uh, right now, wind projected to be out. So uh, pretty strong wind blowing out. Might see some more runs. Models predicting 10.4. I'm not going over nine and a half right now. We'll see how it looks in the morning. Uh, are expecting a lot of runs, though. And of course, with these bullpens, we could see a lot of runs. Uh, as well, Ken Waldachuk versus Jesse Schultens. Um, Waldachuk's terrible. He's probably not quite as bad as a 591 ERA, but he's still not very good. Uh, Schultens, 379 ERA. Uh, advanced metrics say he's he's due for some regression. That's why he only gets a 100 grade. If you look at his results, you would say he's well above average. But again, a reminder: ERA does a great job of telling you what did happen. It's not necessarily the best predictor of what will happen. That's why his grades only 100. Still, the better starting pitching. There, the White Sox have better relievers, mainly because how could you not? Yeah. Yeah. Both offenses are very mediocre. Uh, model says White Sox win this two out of three times. And so we're going to lay the lumber with the White Sox. It's not that much lumber, thankfully. Minus 142. It's an easy A grade, minus 174 or better. 
gets the A grade. Uh, Cousin Jared, I mean, this is a massive mathematical edge. We're talking about mathematical edges that in the month of August have gone like 14 and three or something. But I mean, yeah. you can't ever love going for the White Sox, you know, but yeah. I mean, they, they won they won here on Wednesday, so it is possible. I, I don't know if there has ever been a breakdown of a game where you have left me more meat on the bone than what you have <laughs> left for me on this game. So, I mean, okay, the first thing, the first thing is, is, you know, like, Again, what's what's our boy's name for the A's that we Blackburn? If Blackburn's not yep. on the mound, we're gonna generally fade the A's. <sighs> and yeah. Ken Waldachuk is not Blackburn, um, so that's that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, and also very important to note, Waldachuk is a left-hander, and the White Sox offense an entire standard deviation below average on offense against righties, but much closer to league average against lefties. Not they're still below league average, but much, much closer than they are against righties. And so this is really just like a perfect uh, matchup for the White Sox here going against a lefty. And like you said, one of the few teams where pitching wise, they have <laughs> the White Sox have an advantage everywhere pitching <laughs> against the A's, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to think, but yeah, the A's pitching is just really, really bad. So yeah, I, I, I love this play. The White Sox against a terrible lefty. Let, let's go. Uh, shockingly enough, if you were to check out, I've got all these metrics uh, in the, in the Google sheet. Uh, try, I update it from time to time. I don't update necessarily every day. Uh, the most profitable team of the season has been the A's. The second most mm-hmm. profitable team has been the White Sox. I mean, this series was made for sideline. I mean, it has been it was. nailing these teams. The combined ROI on both these teams is almost 30% in a sample size of uh, 136 games. I mean, it's not like a small sample size either. We're, we're, we're raking, backing, and fading both of these teams. So yeah. uh, I'm excited for this edge. I'm not excited to watch this game. It's going to be be absolutely terrible baseball um mm. the white Sox are a mess the a's are a mess both these teams are just is there is, I mean, is there more of a team that's a, i guess cardinals maybe too and, and the yankees so I, I, in the mets i guess uh, there's a lot of teams that are messing baseball right now maybe that goes back to what i was saying earlier that well <laughs> I, 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 i'm misunderstanding what the average is these days well in in well in, in in your defense uh i mean the white Sox did just fire their entire front office so I, on that scale we would say maybe they are the most screwed up team they are. Unfortunately, they didn't fire the owner, which I feel like is part of the problem. Um, you know, if, Wait, if we're going to Texas area, like, like we are with Jerry Jones uh, issue. Oh, get the words out of my mouth. I was I say, I think, we're, about yeah, to, yeah. we're about to have an NFL show, right? Can we start throwing pot yeah. shots at the yep. Cowboys? Yeah, sure. We can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. well, you'll have to feed us the one-liners. It'll, Jake will be doing the NFL with me, so you'll have to feed, okay. feed me the pot shots that you want to yeah. <laughs> get. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not going to be good baseball, but, but the math is on our side. The math's been on our side with these two teams all season long. Uh, it, it, think of this more as fading the A's than backing the White Sox, I guess is yeah. the way to play yeah. it. Minus 142 is not a bad price. Model thinks it should be a lot higher. Uh, as you saw today, the White Sox playing hard. Um, as you saw today, the Yankees playing hard. These are still professional athletes for the most part. There are situations where you have to be concerned about the effort of a team. Um, probably not seeing that really with with the White Sox, I don't think. For the most part, a lot of the guys are younger. Uh, they're fighting for jobs, that sort of thing. They're going to go out and try to play. They're just bad. Uh, but but they should at least put forth effort. Some of the other teams with some veterans maybe are the ones you're more concerned about, but I don't think it really mm-hmm. applies a, a ton here. They, they've got decent enough players, at least relative uh, to the A's, which is all that matters yep. here. 
And then our last game of the day to cover, the last one of the night, the one late game, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Reds, the Dimebacks. It will be almost 100 degrees to start, so they will probably close the roof in Arizona. Uh, if not, it's a dry heat. Well, might fly a little bit. It's a dry heat, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that now, we, now we can visit Phoenix uh, because we have said that phrase. Uh, you yeah. have to say it once a month or else they, they revoke your, your pass. Uh, yeah. Dimebacks... Another team that, you know, struggling, we've talked about them recently on the on the bigger picture, maybe getting it back a little bit together here as of late uh, with that sweep of the Rangers. I think that maybe the weekend before that playing the pods, you got those two. So winning, winning a little bit as of late, maybe trying to turn it back around here. They're still in the playoff race uh, and find that magic that they had from earlier in the season. They've been kind of a swingy team. Uh, so have the Reds. The Reds have been absolutely yeah. the swingiest yeah. team I can ever remember. Um, and I say that because I have a terrible memory. It's probably just like of this year. Um, Branton Williamson and Merrill Kelly. Williamson, 447 ERA. Advanced metrics don't suggest it should be any better than that. It's about a league average rating. Merrill Kelly, on the other hand, uh, is a guy we've loved to back. 313 ERA is a guy who constantly outperforms his peripherals. Uh, that leads to the 88 ERA models kind of taking a view of him saying, He's been outperforming his peripherals. He probably will keep doing it. It's not like it's a one-off type thing. Um, and depending on exactly how you squint, you could convince yourself he's better or worse. But he's yet another pitcher, like a lot of pitchers, who pitch better at home than on the road. He's been a money-making machine at home. Otherwise, the relievers are pretty similar. We're going to be on the Diamondbacks here at minus 155. It's C-grade value, the B-grade price, minus 154. So, I mean, you're again talking about a C++ pick here. If you want to play this as a B-grade play, I would give my blessing to that. Not that you need it, uh, but it's just a fun thing to say. I think this is a situation where uh, if Kelly is able to continue to outperform his peripherals, uh, in a in a consistent way, there might be a tiny bit more value here than the model realizes. If if Kelly does have a little bit more comfortability than the average pitcher at home, there might be a little bit more value than the model realizes. There's a lot of ways that this can just have a little bit more value than the model's giving it credit for. So it it, it easily could be a B grade play. It's nowhere near that A grade price, unfortunately, at minus one forty one. Uh, but the Diamondbacks win this sixty two percent of the time. Reds also in a tough travel spot, having to play the double header the day before. Uh, short travel, but just you know playing uh, you know two games and you know a day game, then even a night game, and then traveling. Not the best spot. Model knows they play. Doesn't know they play two. I haven't coded double headers yet because you don't see a ton of them so it's mostly rounding here but there's just a lot of ways that there might be a little incremental value here and there the diamondbacks only a secret but i think it's worth the investment because jared what do you got for us i i think you hit on most of my keys there uh i like how the diamondbacks are playing right now it feels like they've turned things around a little bit i'm gonna push for one of those wild card wild card spots uh i i, I like backing kelly uh he you know mm -hmm. he's, he's been one of our guys for a while now and i also feel like there was a similar travel spot for the tigers maybe about a month or six weeks or so ago they played like yeah. a double header then traveled down to miami What's the miami yeah yeah and then we we were able to capitalize on that one that one worked out for us i like this spot here and just kind of to your point with the reds I mean, the Reds are a great story, right? They've got some exciting young players. They've played a lot better than we thought they would this year. But if you told me that they kind of, you know, glided in at the end, end of the season and finished around 500, like, number one, like, I wouldn't be surprised. But number two, like, we should not be, like, upset. Like, we should be appreciative for what right. we've gotten from the Reds this year. And if you would have told any Reds fan before the season started they were going to be 500, I mean, they would have laughed at you. We would have laughed at you. Uh, I mean, it, it's just kind of – 
I, I wouldn't have thought this in, in a million years for the Reds this year. And so anyway, I'm where I'm going with this is I think that the Reds have been playing a little over their head for most of the season. And I feel like they might just be coming down a little bit, you know, maybe finish the season around 500. But yeah, like, like the Diamondbacks, how they're playing, like back and Kelly at home. And, and I think it's a great point. We kind of mentioned this with the Diamondbacks a little bit today. We, last time we talked about them. Similar thing, the Diamondbacks really overperformed at the start of the season, uh, kind of coming back to earth here in the middle part of the season, but their leveling out point is probably still a little higher than the Reds because when yeah. the Diamondbacks kind of come back to earth, they're still a decent team. They're not necessarily, you know, a 100 win team, uh, yeah. but they're not bad. The Reds leveling out point is going to be a little bit lower than that because the Reds are still probably, especially with the starting pitcher injuries. And if you're a Reds fan, that's obviously the thing that you're just, you know, crushed about with how well the, the young hitters have done is all the starting pitching injuries with all those injuries this team should not be in, should not be near 500 and so yeah. their level point with these injuries is below 500 period there's no questioning that uh now if those starting pitchers stay healthy that's a different story but you know getting basically nothing out of like lodolo this year who you know arguably would have been their best pitcher you know getting very little from hunter green a step back from ashcraft and, and injury time from him like that's just not what you wanted as a Reds fan. So uh, right. yeah, a, a situation where if both these teams kind of level off, we've kind of already seen it with the Diamondbacks and now their leveling off point is still decent, but the Reds leveling off, like you said, shouldn't be a disappointment. It's just bad luck with the injuries, good with the young hitters, but at some point uh, still much improved, better than expected. I, I was talking with some Reds fans um, in March and I, we were all kind of under the impression that, you know, they were going to be around 100 losses. I think that was yeah. the consensus was somewhere on 100 losses. And depending on exactly what happened and who they might trade away and did they have anybody worth trading away, right, that sort of thing, yeah. um, where they would fall on, on which side of that line. And clearing that by, by a large shot is still a good season. But uh, anyway, Diamondbacks, pretty strong play here. Even though only it's a C grade, it's a good spot to back them for various reasons that we've already discussed, which takes us to the end of the show cousin jared uh any parting words for the viewer here on thursday nope all right well we have uh just locked in the last of our college football picks uh got the model recommendation and or pick something for a side in total for every game gonna send that out shortly to our people on dub club so if you're interested in all the college football stuff Sign up on Dub Club. Again, that link's in the show description. Lots of goodies over there. Lots of good information uh, for baseball and college football coming soon. NFL. And before we know it, college basketball will be here because that's just the way the world works. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot lot happening. There's a lot of life to be lived between now and then. There is, but it's only like two months away, I think. Three months away, two months away. I don't know. Three months away, probably. Two and a half. It'll be here before we know it. I feel like yeah. that's all the way it yeah. works. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content right on this channel, shift right into your feed. We'll be back in tomorrow more baseball betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.